Corporate Unplugged opens the door to a world of people transforming business. They share their dreams, their experiences, and what they would never give up. I'm so glad to have Maria Cristina Popetti here with me from Milano. Welcome to my podcast, Maria Cristina. Thank you so much for this great invitation. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We actually met a few months ago at uh, Opus Fund, the conference for social enterprises uh, here in Italy, uh, where we were both speakers. And I was so intrigued by you and everything you do and everything you said. There was a certain kind of energy around you, a lot of power in the words you were speaking at the stage. So I decided to invite you at that very moment to this interview. And I also like the fact that you were so devoted to change the world through sustainability and innovation, obviously. You are the head of CSV and sustainability at Enel, a global Italian utility company that has been for several years on Fortune's Change the World list. But this is so much more than a job for you. Exactly. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> I could see and feel that immediately, that this is, this is so much part of you, actually. I'm sure Enel is just fortunate to have such a spirit in the company. And I also know that Enel works in 34 countries across five continents. And you have 69,000 people from around the world uh, working to overcome some of the greatest challenges facing the world. In fact, your vision is new era, new energy. Yes. So, but how do you, uh, I know sustainability and innovations are like the big engines and everything about NL is about that, but how do you make this vision gradually a reality? I was extremely lucky in being, let's say, at the right a moment at the right place. Mm. I jumped uh, into an incredible visionary man, Francesco Starace, that was at the time the CEO of Enel Green Power because I started in Enel Green Power. It was easy because, you know, uh, we were talking about clean and green energy and so was uh, the message uh, in terms of being sustainable for a utility like Enel was of course, that easy at the time. Mm. But Francesco uh, Starace and as well Alberto De Paoli, that was the CFO of Enel Green Power at the time, they soon understand that even when you're talking about sustainable and green energy, there are impacts, negative impacts you, you need to take into account. Mm. And they soon understood, I'm talking about 2010, 2011, that CSR, the way, let's say, the word uh, new sustainability at that time, was not enough. We simply said, look, we need to find a new approach, a new model, uh, embedding sustainability into the business uh, and create a new culture. So if you think about this, we were talking about finding a purpose uh, and setting up uh, a culture and the new purpose mindset. A few years ago, now everyone is talking about a business purpose. Uh, it's yeah. something quite familiar, but was not that a few years ago. And so to me it was like, uh, wow, so it's possible to do something changing the world from the inside. Because being an activist uh, is not easy because you need a lot of energy and a lot of passion. But from the outside, you know, being always uh, fighting all the time against something uh, is easy. 
is what you can do. When you are inside the system, someone will say, it's more challenging and it's great because when you get results and you see people changing and embracing a new vision and a new perspective, that's really great. It's amazing somehow. And people get so much energy by being part of something bigger than themselves, right? But you have 69,000 people. That's like a small city. Uh, <laughs> in five continents. Yeah, so. exactly. So we, we are talking uh, about culture, cultural diversity. Mm. The fact also to accept the way we are so different and to understand each other. So it's the word at <laughs> the final end. We are talking about how can we live in the world we are living nowadays. And I know that you um, you work very much on really actively rethinking the way we all innovate uh, to really kind of disrupt the industry. Would you say that you already now, as a company, are leading this energy transition in the world, or are you like cooperating with other leaders of this magnitude? We want to lead this energy transition because we are living in this kind of energy paradox, you know, a greater demand in terms of energy consumption for the next 20 years. But at the same time, there is the climate change affecting our world. We need to lower the emissions. So we need to change the way a utility can stay in the market. And so we are so passionate and we know exactly what we can do to better the world we are living in, that was the challenge, that was the purpose, that is the purpose, that is the, the vision. And what we are doing personally as individual, I mean as manager or executive, uh, it's so important. Uh, that's the reason why we are, let's say, working every day so hard uh, with that much passion and energy. And because we understood that this is possible, we have a role and we can really play it uh, to change and make things better for everyone. I strongly believe in connecting the dots. I think that nothing happens by chance in your life. Yeah. We are all here because uh, we can do something. Mm. Uh, we have a talent, uh, we have uh, a purpose. Again, we want to do something. And I don't know why. This is something that always happens in my life. Uh, I always meet people that at a certain point... Uh, we match and we can do something together to improve, to do things better. So it's like uh, the universe opens uh, so that you can meet uh, and you can do something together. And that's the reason why you can start alone. You can start alone as a person, as individual, as a woman, as a man, as a human being. But then... We call it, uh, let's say, from a professional perspective, the ecosystem approach. Then something happens uh, and you continue that path with someone else uh, and you improve and your impacts are stronger and there is much more evidence of what you are doing and the value improves of what you are doing. So you, st you can start alone. Also inside corporation, there are a few visionary people. Sometimes uh, when you're lucky, are uh, the top executives, the CEO. Sometimes not. But if you match and you work together, something magic happens, I will say. And this is exactly what's happening. Uh, we started in NL, but there are a few other companies in the world now that are doing exactly the same. Uh -huh. And it's important to meet and match and talk and listen to each other. Which, by the way, which companies 
in your sector or elsewhere are you impressed by? Oh, you know, there are a lot. As, as you said, there are very, there are a lot of inspirational people that changed, you know. I think about Unilever, for instance, Walmart as well. Nestlé is doing well. If we are considering Italy, because also in Italy we need to connect again the dots, there are a lot of small companies that can really change the socioeconomic development of this country. And Italy is really made by a lot of small companies at local level that can play a great role for the people. And this is what we're trying to do also in our country, trying to work and uh, let's say partner together just to to make uh, impacts more considerable, more more relevant. What is the difference nowadays is that civil society also play a great role. And I think that uh, in civil society there are a lot of young, smart people, very well prepared and educated, very passionate about the world, and they are the innovators because they have great ideas. They are implementing startups, so innovation again can make you know your business more sustainable. And if we can work together and find a way to partner together, we can do a lot of things in a different way. Yeah, and I know I noticed also during the conference you were t- talking to many uh, startups and entrepreneurs and so on, actually inviting them to your, you could say, collaborative uh, platform. Uh, I mean, it can be college students, it can be energy startups, it can be also, as you say, global multinational industrial partners. So you are like a sponge for great people and great ideas and then also giving back a lot of uh, things in terms of, um, in the shape of a collaboration or, or, or maybe joint uh, venture of some kind. We love the approach uh, at NL, we call it open power. Yeah. What does it mean? Open power means to be really mm-hmm. frankly and transparently mm-hmm. open to the work, mm-hmm. uh, open to technologies, open to uh, partners, uh, mm-hmm. open to new a way of managing and generating electricity yeah. open up to give access to electricity to more people. Mm. So mm. this is something that really is sustainable if we want to talk using this yeah. kind of word. But it's also, according to me, a way to walk the talk. And so it's absolutely important to be open and to listen to the world outside the corporation. Mm. Because if you don't listen, you don't understand what are the needs and what's, what's going on all around you. There is also this kind of, you could say, active role of consumers today. What role exactly do they play in your like daily operational life? Consumers are prosumers nowadays. Even though I o- always like to underline the fact uh, that the world uh, is uh, again divided into main parts, I will say. Mm. We can talk about the so-called emerging markets where consumers uh, have different needs. Mm. Most of all, when we are talking and taking into account uh, the figures about people with no access to electricity at all, that's incredible because we are talking about more than 1 million and 200,000 people without any access to electricity. But then, if you think that... Uh, if we take into account the people with access to electricity in the emerging markets, but with no opportunity to pay the electricity bill, uh, that figure 
double. So this is something that a utility in my industry need to take into account. How can you solve the issue at the same time catching a business opportunity? Because this is exactly the shared value we are talking about. So in that kind of market, consumers are different. They have needs just to improve. And I hate saying improve the quality of life because the quality of life is something very personal at the very end, you know. But then if, you, if we take into account the so-called mature markets, such as Europe, US or whatever, people have needs which are completely different from the emerging markets. They need maybe more services. We are totally into the subscription economy, for instance, nowadays. We don't need to own anything, no? Also, capitalism changed in these years. So, and you need to understand and to capture and to really understand completely what's going on to offer what are the needs of the consumers. When we are talking about access to electricity, in a lot of places in the world, very isolated, in rural areas, for instance, we need to give the technology in the hands of people so that they can really participate in putting solar panels on each rooftops because not governments will invest that much money in connecting them to the grid. So we need, that's, again, why innovation is so important. Mm. Because we need to keep the prices very low and let them build up their own solar systems. Then, of course, we can do, we can build up green plants, we can work with the smart grids. There are a lot of things that can be done. But again, give the technology in the hands of people is something somehow revolutionary, if you think about it, from a utility perspective. Mm. But if you want to stay in the market in the long run, according to us, uh, this is what uh, we need to do. Is it possible, I don't know if my, in my life, lifetime or not, but if it, is it possible to think about energy being a free? Oh, I like to repeat something that it's not me saying that, because mm. apparently I can be also an activist inside the system, but I've heard my CEO saying, and I totally agree with him, that energy is a right. Exactly, it's the right energy. It is a right. Yeah. And you know, this is something that, if you think about it, uh, it's so revolutionary in terms of uh, idea yeah. no? or concept. And then again, uh, I've seen in Latin America a lot of countries in which, for instance, uh, a few companies, um, not only the mining companies, because we are always talking about that, and they are also trying to change the, their value chain no? to be more effective and less impacting. Mm. But in many parts of the world, there are companies owning rights on water and electricity. Mm. And people living around, let's say, the operation, have no rights on water and electricity. Mm. I always like to talk about water when I'm talking about energy uh, because this is, uh, according to us, something very, very close. Uh, if you don't have the energy, it's very difficult to have access to water and at the very end, if you think about it, also have access to food. This is the nexus, uh, very close and linked, so issues which are very relevant and link one to another. 
Again, being open also means let's talk to other corporations, not inside our industry, but in other industry, and to find solutions that are really important to change and better the life, lives of people working in those communities where they had really nothing. I saw your website is full of uh, stories, which is fantastic because I, th I believe stories is the best way to communicate what you really stand for and what you work for, because it touches people on an emotional level and they understand. But uh, there were loads of them. Is there like one example that you, this is your favorite kind of story, micro story, whether it's from this part of the world or somewhere else? Well, there are a lot of stories and believe me, uh, thanks to, to the job I'm doing, uh, which as you said, is not even a job to me because it's something that is quite... Uh, close to, to the way I am and my soul and what my passion. But it's very difficult because each time when someone asks me, what's your favorite project? Uh, to me, all these projects at local level are linked to people. I link to communities that I knew, I know, because I've been there many times. Uh, and I met people and I met incredible women. I, I met incredible men. I met mm. incredible children. And, you know, the secret was working together in a co-design perspective, uh, again, to, to give them the technology and to not to, uh, I don't like the way some corporation, or, you know, they discover and they implement uh, good solutions which are successful and they think that you can scale it up. You can't scale anything up because every place is different, even in the same country. And the needs are different, the people are different, the culture are different. So the effort is to sit down together and listen and understand each other. And you always find something that you have in common. So to go back to your question, and I know it's something that can sound unbelievable, but each time in these communities, I've found so many gifts for me. It's difficult to tell you which is the most uh, significant <laughs> to me. Maybe the one that for me, uh, as a, let's say, a particular space in my heart, uh, is uh, when we started all this and we were testing, so we made a lot of mistakes, eh? a lot of things that maybe now we could have done differently with, with the experience. When we started this access to electricity in Latin America, and I was also lucky again, the connecting the dots uh, with uh, an incredible human being, uh, which is Mr. Bankeroy, managing uh, an NGO, which is the Barefoot College in India. That was amazing because uh, that vision of that man was uh, to teach illiterate women to become solar engineers. This is called Barefoot College because also the teachers are illiterate. And you learn by doing, so by practicing. And the idea, and we did it, and that's why this is so in my heart. First of all, because it was related to women. And the reason why was because women stay. They don't run away when they have a learning or they have skill or they have a certificate. Men normally do that because they are looking for a better life. So they leave their isolated communities uh, uh, to look uh, for a better job opportunity into a city. But they are not going to solve the issues in the rural areas. Women, they have children, they have nephews. They, they stay in the place uh, where their roots and their history is. 
and they are so strong. And so the idea was volunteering, ask them to participate in this program. And you can imagine women in countries such as Peru or Chile or Brazil or Guatemala, very machist country at, at a certain level. You, you can imagine leaving for six months, going to India, so it was like flying to Mars, was the same. A different continent, uh, take a flight, take a... You can imagine not speaking the language, changing the food, the, the weather conditions were completely different, joining other women coming from all over the world, uh, but they understood each other, even without you know, speaking a common language, learning how to install small solar panels and to build up solar lamps, and then going back into their communities where, in the meantime, solar committees have been installed by the communities, managed by themselves, and start working for them, installing solar roots uh, panels and teaching other women how to do it. That was, um, was amazing, because you see small communities in, an, in the dark changing. There is a documentary on that that we did. It is called Bring the Sun Home, and it's amazing. It's amazing because you see the blessings from, you know, projects like this one. Mm. And that was the beginning. That was my starting point. Yeah. And then maybe we did much better. We did a lot of other things. But this one was exactly the key and the starting point. And uh, it's really in my heart. Fantastic example. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. There is this word passion that is used and overused a little bit, but still it's interesting to ask the question about what are people's passions. I'm, I'm intending, you know, the word uh, patire, uh, something that you're so passionate about that you're even willing to suffer for it if needed. That's the passion aspect I'm looking for. So what, what is that for, for you? It's difficult because um, passion to me is really part of my, not yeah. I would say my word, but the way I am. Yeah. I have been always like this, and this is, this is something that to me is very relevant because if I think about myself uh, when I was a young, uh, let's say, girl, uh, and this is something that I'm always asking to myself even nowadays because it was uh, what kind of woman you would like to be in your future? And you know, the answer nowadays is... Uh, Wow, if you are so aligned with that dream of you, it means that, wow, you did exactly what you are here to do. So the reason why we are here, just be. Be what, what you are. And it's not that easy because, you know, sometimes your path and your journey is not that straight. It's much more complicated. And you forget that dream of you. But nowadays, after a long journey, journey also into consciousness I mean because I did a lot for that not to suffer not to be scared to be brave so it's a long journey so if you give an advice to somebody who's now like uh, 20 plus or something um, and they're like entering this professional world and so on what is like your main one advice that you would give yeah, it, I think that you need to be very curious seriously curious about people about uh, the word about trends, about what's, what's all around you. Mm -hmm. This is really important because if you get that 
And so that means that you, you make a deep dive into everything because you need to catch and to understand um, what can be done again at local level. Of course, you need also to understand and to study and to know extremely well your industry and your corporation to match them together. So I think that curiosity is on top. Then everything comes. If you don't have that, uh, it's very difficult to do my job. Yeah, I mean, people read also when somebody is genuinely interested in the people, both that you work with, but work through and, and uh, affect in a way. Uh, when, when somebody noticed that they, they really tr truly care through your job for them, then there is another ignition uh, that is happening that is uh, transformative. And actually, in terms of transformation, what would you say are your transformational points so far in your life? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working progress. <laughs> it's a journey. It's a beautiful journey. Life is always a beautiful journey. Even when uh, you have a lot of obstacles, uh, yeah. you, I suffered because I, as like any other human beings, I had my very bad period and bad, very bad moment. But I think that when you find uh, your consciousness, and this is something that I really suggest to anyone, it happens when it happens because uh, we are when we are ready to afford also, you know, some uh, uh, fruit about yourself that maybe you, you won't like that much, but then you accept and let it go. Mm. And then everything, you know, happens uh, even better. I will say this uh, consciousness path, uh, it's absolutely important. Trying to be aligned uh, to your absence, to what you are, exactly what you are, and accept it. And then try to recover, because we can always recover. So we can fail, we can fall down, mm. but then uh, there is something inside us that makes us stronger. There are all, uh, you know, practices to improve uh, mm. and be better. Are there any particular moments, uh, time or people in your life that has kind of triggered these kind of transformation for you or helped you with that? I think that during our journey, we, we found people that uh, can be good or bad examples, but they are both valuable. Mm. I had an incredible, amazing uh, grandmother. To me, it was a great example of... Uh, a strong but tender and soft woman, mm -hmm. very independent. And that was maybe the main lesson for me. And that's the reason why also nowadays I'm really free. I'm really free like a, a woman and also I'm free. I don't judge anyone. I let the people to be free. I love the way they are. I have no prejudices. I try no, never to... I don't like, you know, to know this. I like to, to look people in the eyes and understand them from the energy and the vibes I get from them. So I don't care about their stories, their life, what they did, the mistakes. This is part of you and then you change because we are working progress again, I said. Then there is something in my life that happened when I was young and I lost someone. And that was very strong because it changed completely my perspective, the way I thought about the way I could have, you know, been like, like a wife or a mother or whatever. 
But then these are all lessons that uh, somehow bring you into the right path, uh, mm -hmm. if you understand. And maybe you understand years later, you know. But no matter. It's important that you live the life you are here to live, uh, the reason why you're here, your, your purpose. Mm -hmm. And there are many other people I, I told mm -hmm. about. Also, you know, in my professional career, I've been always very lucky in finding people that always uh, gave me something and are part of my journey. So mm. lessons from everyone, that's, that's beautiful. Mm. Also blessings, I will say, yeah? a lot of mm. blessings. Would you say that there is like a long-term solution for business that you believe in, any kind of business? Is there like a, a formula that would be valid for all companies out there? Everything is changing for, so fast, mm. so fast. What was, uh, let's say, useful maybe two years ago had a lot of value nowadays has not value any longer. But I think that uh, it's important to stop this culture of short-terminism. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you mentioned before, politicians nowadays need you know, to talk to people and to get you know, results immediately. And this is not, not the right way, because if we don't think and consider the long-term view, we don't understand uh, what's going to happen in 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And we are not taking into account uh, the young generation, the way we are living, the world we are living in, uh, to young people. Mm. And this is, I think, the worst mistake we can do. So we always need to consider that every kind of decision we take nowadays uh, has a stronger impact for the future. And uh, as many of my activist friends all over the world say, and it's true, there is no plan and planet B. But the worst is that the planet B, the plan, we survive uh, us. Because exactly. Earth uh, will heal itself, this is uh, quite uh, sure, but not us. And so that's the worst thing we can do to ourselves, is destroying ourselves, uh, which is incredible. Now, human beings destroying other human beings. Uh, and that's something that we need maybe to start teaching. Education is fundamental in schools, our culture, our history, but also compassion, meditation. That's important because when you feel and you can sense uh, compassion, which is love mm. at the very end, for everything, mm. you change the way you are living. You change the way you are behaving. You, you stop considering people different from you. We are all equal. Exactly, we're all one. If we would assume that you have all doors open to you and um, all resources available, is there anything in particular you would rush to innovate or change? The young generation really know exactly what they want and they are fighting for the future. This is something we need to understand and we need to listen to them because they are our customers. Mm. They will be our customers in the future. Not yeah. only in my industry, I mean, not in the entire mm. world. So mm. if we don't listen to them, uh, we have a problem also to stay in the market in the long run. And then I think that uh, nowadays what we need uh, is um, a spread culture of understanding. I mean, uh, if I'm thinking about Italy, for instance, uh, culture is something that we 
put aside and we forget. We don't know that much about our history, about our roots, so we don't read. We don't le read books. Uh, literature is important because there are dreams, there are passion, there is love, there are the history of humanity also into novels, uh, no? Mm. And I think this is something we need to bring back. Uh, arts uh, in any form, uh, paintings and uh, arts to me means beauty. Yeah. We need much more beauty in our lives. So we need music, we need to dance, uh, we need to read and uh, listen to songs and understand the lyrics uh, that are amazing things. No? And this is... Uh, something that we need to bring back into our lives because now we are, you know, always running that fast mm -hmm. and we forget it. I don't know if it happens to you, but to me it's important that when I'm a little bit stressed, I need to stop, calm down, and to calm down, I can walk when I am wrong because you are surrounded by beauty, for instance. Mm -hmm. I can listen to a song that I like or I can walk into nature, into a wood or a garden or whatever, or to enter into a museum. And it's so important to bring culture back in our lives. And arts. Yeah, that's one way of, as you say, reconnecting in the midst of everything, reconnecting to our humanity and, and getting the right perspective and then move on, right? So it's like readjusting. If um, you were to give um, advice to yourself some 15 years ago or so, mm. oh, what would it be? Oh my God, calm down, be less impatient. I think that impatient has always been something very part of, of my personality and sometimes it does not work that much because, as a, again, we need time. Uh, we need time in everything we do. So patient is something very important. It's a lesson to me to learn. It's not that easy, <laughs> even but, nowadays. But have you found that by being more patient, actually you achieve more? Yes, Yeah. for okay. sure. I think that nothing happens by chance. Everything comes into your life uh, at the right time, at the right moment. Mm -hmm. And when you are also capable to get it and use it in the right way. So sometimes when things are not exactly going the way we are expecting, uh, and we need to, that's again, you know, why it's so important to breathe and to understand and to calm down, because maybe it was not the right thing for you. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bless, <laughs> blessing in disguise. Exactly, <laughs> somehow. But it's true, you said, we are energy at the very end. Yeah. And so energy is flowing, you know, somehow. <laughs> what would you say is the most important thing for companies to focus on right now? To walk the talk. If you set up a business purpose which is coherent with your strategy, your business plan and your performance, then you, again there is this kind of alignment and it's also easy to communicate to all your stakeholders. So, Because when you set your purpose and you are coherent with the way you are performing and doing things, the ecosystem approach comes immediately because you work with people with the same alignment. Your customers are aligned with your values and so far, you know. So I think this is something that shows that you are doing seriously. It's very easy to understand if you are doing seriously or not. Yeah, 
credibility there. And also, as you say, every, if everything you say and do is aligned, it's really the most, you could say, both complicated but also most simple system to work for because there is no doubt, there is a built-in self-leadership. And as you say, you become a magnet and you attract exactly the right people, Absolutely. whether they are customers or whether they are employees or so. And the beautiful thing is that also you become repellent for the people who shouldn't be in your environment. And that's a huge saving of, you could say, resources and Absolutely. energy and, and time, right? Yeah. I'm all for that. I'm trying to do my best also through the work I do with the companies to exactly um, help them to transform into these um, you could say, engines uh, that they can be yeah. 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 Uh, with this approach. And just as a final question, which is a big one, but still, what do you think the world needs most at this time? The world needs uh, leaders inspired by civil society that can listen to civil society and most of all uh, let uh, the young people being part of the change let them enter into this system because uh, it's not only a matter of experience, uh, it's a matter of uh, being conscious and, and learn from the past and from the mistakes. So thank you so much, Maria Cristina. Thanks for uh, sharing everything. Everybody will find links and uh, show notes on corporateunplugged.com uh, with links to uh, you and the social media. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, share this episode with people you know would definitely benefit from hearing exactly this. Please rate and review this podcast if you enjoyed it. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, live with purpose and remember to unplug. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you so much. Thank you.